everyone. Before we jump into the episode, we'd like to say that sharing is caring. We share a lot of ourselves with you, so we're hoping that you'd share us with some of your friends. <laughs> There's plenty of us to go around. It's super easy. Here's what we'd like you to do. Reach out to at least five of your friends and tell them to give us a listen. It's as easy as visiting glitterandbegay.buzzsprout.com. Or if they have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Pandora on their phone, simply search for Glitter and Be Gay in the search bar, and then find us under Podcasts in the search results. Let's all spread laughter, joy, and help more people glitter and be gay. Hi there, I'm Amy Cannon, writer, photographer, and single mother hustler. And I am Robbie Eicher, and I'm a creator, a drinker, a history buff. And I'm Glitter. And I'm gay. <laughs> Two trashy interns from Pittsburgh, PA Now in New York City and they met one day He's a homo, she's a divorcee It's Glitter and be gay Sup, bitches? <laughs> oh my god uh, Welcome to Glitter and be gay was Glitter that, and be butch uh, Was that butch? Was that yeah. butch? Sup, bitches Sup, bitches Um <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, this is our bonus episode. It's called Ask a Gal and a Gay. I had to intro it because Amy can't. Um, as we all I know never from our get papers, it right. never get it right. <laughs> never. I'm going to make you intro the next one. Okay. So listen next Thursday, guys. You'll see. Um, we actually have a great, great three-part question Ooh, this week from way. one of our fans. A three-way. <laughs> we'll also be talking about some things like that later as well. Um, this uh, message comes from a listener named Autumn, who we do know. Hey, Autumn. Hi, Autumn. Uh, She asks, who is your favorite glitter and gay icon, and how did they influence your life? Which I think is great. I'm going to read her answer for each part first, so that we can kind of grasp, like, what she's asking. So she says, my favorite glitter icon is Frida Kahlo. She is a Mexican bisexual artist who lived and flourished through her own severe trauma and refused to accept anyone's bullshit Especially her husband's. Her art speaks about her trauma and consistently depicts her vulnerability. However, her strength is revealed in publicly displaying that vulnerability. Oh, I got chills. What a, first of all, what an <laughs> amazing, Autumn, be a writer, as well as what you do currently, because that's such a great answer. And mm-hmm. yes, Frida Kahlo, what an amazing artist. Mm-hmm. So Amy, who's your like glitter icon? Okay, so I... I'm going to try to go with the first person that comes to mind when I hear this question. And I am going to get a little personal. So glitter icon is Demi Lovato. Mm. And some people might be saying to themselves, Demi Lovato, why would you pick her and how has she influenced you? Demi Lovato created compassion in me for addicts. Um, I have a, a lot of personal trauma and history with the subject that's really for a different time. But if you know somebody or have dealt with somebody who has a severe addiction. Or if you have an addiction. Or if you have an addiction. It is a disease and it's not something that you just wake up one day and you just think, oh, maybe I won't do drugs anymore. I mean, this girl got herself into such a hole. She also struggled with bulimia. And as a fellow woman, um, we are very self-conscious of our bodies all the time. And I can't imagine living my life in the spotlight and having people comment on my body 
all the time. It's like if this girl had any kind of curves on her, people called her fat. And she ended up having a severe cocaine addiction. And I had remember reading an article that she was on an airplane and she actually put her it was either her hoodie or a blanket, a blanket think, yeah. over her and she snorted while she was on the flight. But if you've dealt with addiction, you know that you need it to feel normal. You need it all the time. I think she said in an article that she couldn't go 30 minutes without drugs. The girl completely turned her life around, made a comeback, and now I believe she's on the list of the most um, top 100 most influential women in the world. Mm -hmm. So massive props to Demi Lovato from literally pulling herself out of her own grave and being able to come back and shine and sparkle and be somebody that someone can look at and say to themselves, you know what? She turned her life around. She was able to do it. Maybe I can too. Because it's probably one of the most difficult things anybody will ever have to deal with. And it's also one of the most difficult things to watch somebody deal with. So she is for sure a glitter icon. And I think everybody, when they see Demi Lovato, they need to see her triumphs and her strengths and not the shit that she's been through. Also, courage to her for speaking about it publicly. And being very blunt. Mm-hmm. I think that helps people. Really transparent. People talk about it. Yeah. yeah. And yes, she has millions of dollars. That doesn't change mm-hmm. the fact mm-hmm. that addiction affects everybody from the poorest person to the richest. All walks of life, every type of background, every color, ethnicity. It's in more places than you think it is. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea about other people's struggles and you should never judge them because you really don't know what's going on inside of their house or their head or, you know, the part of their life is just not part of your life. So you really need to have compassion for others, especially when it comes to things like that. So she's definitely a glitter icon to me. I'd love to hear yours. It's very similar. It speaks of addiction as well. Mm-hmm. And, and someone with immense talent who I respect so much is Judy Garland. Oh. You know I love my Judy Garland. Yes. Um, she's, <laughs> I have a picture of her by my desk. <laughs> to me, she's the most talented performer of all time. You can say that that's not true, but you're wrong. Um, she When she performs a song, it's like she's singing directly to you. And she just like, it's so grounded in truth. And it's amazing. The woman started very young. Mm-hmm. She had a gay father. And her mother and father had a very strained relationship. She grew up, got the jobs at MGM. They kept telling her she was fat, gave her diet pills, told her not to eat cake, would yell at her for like, on her birthday was not to have her own cake. Went through that studio system, was then addicted to uppers and downers to mm-hmm. lose weight and then come back. Then she got off them. She made a huge comeback with um, her touring and she had a mm-hmm. TV show. I think Judy at Carnegie Hall is one of the most amazing live albums that's ever been recorded. Mm-hmm. And she overcame so much shit. And then also was very public about her struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the first celebrities they really key. picked apart. Mm-hmm. And she's very honest about her struggles and what happened. And, and, and we know so much about her now, but she was also a really good mother. Mm-hmm. Her kids will all say that. And she, you know, worked her ass off and was mm-hmm. kind of shit on by everybody. But she came out glittering on top. I mean, mm-hmm. there is. I mean, she literally has the shoes to prove it. That's exactly <laughs> right. And you know, there's a thing gay men used to call themselves friends of Dorothy. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like a code word for gay guys. Oh, interesting. Judy Garland also died right before the Stonewall riots. And mm. while the Stonewall riots were not caused by Judy Garland's death, the fact of losing one of their icons mm-hmm. so close to a time, you know, the, the first of all, the Stonewall riots were started by a trans woman of color. So mm-hmm. I will never give credit to anyone but that. Mm-hmm. 
through the first brick. But Judy Garland's death definitely informed this sadness that was over the gay community of no one listened to them. And she was so public about loving her gay fans mm. long before it was in any way. I mean, this is in the 1960s. I mean, it was not heard of. But she glittered like nobody else. And every time she's on stage, whether she's in her best voice or her worst voice, she glitters for me. So that's my um, glitter person. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. That, yes. was, so, that was so cool. Gay. Me. Oh. Is it me? Are you going to choose me? <laughs> Oh, okay. How do you choose? Let's see what Autumn one. chose. Autumn <laughs> chose. My favorite gay icon is Alexander McQueen, mm. whose sense of macabre fashion, sometimes inspired by Tim Burton and fantasy, taught me that I can fit into the fashion and fashion and costume world, and I'm not alone. I'm going to preface this by saying, if you know Autumn, she's a phenomenal costume artist. Amazing. Her stuff is so unique. We did a, we did a mm. show all about Elton John once, and she created costumes that were so excessively avant-garde. It was mm-hmm. so it was so amazing. And Autumn, if you're listening, I have so much respect for you. And I love that Alexander McQueen and is your a, gay icon. And she's a beautiful, kind, lovely woman. Yes. So who's your gay icon? Okay. So I had to think about this one because there are so many fun ones. So that, it's me. Right. You definitely are at the top of the list. But if I had to choose a number two, I'm going to go, going to go with um, Neil Patrick Harris. AKA Doogie Hauser. The reason I'm choosing him is because he kind of came out when coming out wasn't cool. And then he or had accepted. Accepted. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like, wait, Doogie Hauser's gay? Like people were surprised. And most by of us this. knew in the industry. Like it was not, it was a hidden secret, which a lot of gay artists back then were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So him coming out was, you know, a big deal, but him having a family. I think was an even bigger deal, especially for people who just might not understand. Now, I have a ton of gay friends who have gay partners and they have children together and they have some of the healthiest relationships I've ever seen and they are incredible dads. So I kind of get that vibe from Neil Patrick Harris. Every time I see um, something on uh, Instagram that involves him or him in an interview. He loves his family. He loves his partner. He loves his kids. I just think that he could have just gotten himself into that. Like I'm Doogie Hauser. I'm never going to do anything else, but he was able to kind of like bring his career back. It kind of like died for a little while after Doogie Hauser. He got kind of typecast, mm-hmm. but then he rose basically from the ashes and created a new path for himself and then started hosting award mm-hmm. shows and he does such a great job. So I got to hand it to Neil Patrick Harris for not only being a really great gay icon, but a good family man gay icon. First of all, his Halloween costumes with his husband and kids are they're so great. iconic mm-hmm. in their own right. Everybody should follow but him I on will social say, media. Yeah, one of the best things, and I do agree with this, is he had the courage to come out and once he came out and was being his true self... That's when he was able to, I mean, I'm not putting how his career came back or anything, but it's true. Once you come out and you're able to feel comfortable in your skin and be your true That's self, exactly right. you're not constantly going into auditions or hiding a part of you. Mm-hmm. He actually ended up playing what Barney on um, How I Met Your Mother, he did. which is like a womanizing straight guy mm-hmm. and kind of broke that mold that just because mm-hmm. he's gay, he can't play other roles. Right. He's you know? acting. He's, he's an actor. <laughs> yes. And he got jobs, you know, it helped create opportunity for gay people. And I mm-hmm. think when we think about diversifying in Mm -hmm. the arts world. Mm -hmm. He was one of the people that helped do that. Right, and I think also making it like very mainstream that gay men 
marry and have children. Mm-hmm. You can have a family and too. And also doesn't say you have to live his life. Like he's right. like, some gay men don't want to have children, mm-hmm. me, um, anymore. And it's I'm like, perfectly it's okay. perfectly fine. Um, my gay icon, which I don't even know if you'll know, but uh, it, and you'll understand when I explain it, is Harvey Milk. Oh, I know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Harvey Milk, if anyone knows me, knows that I have a, hu- I have a Harvey Milk mug um, that I use that I got in San and Francisco. And honestly, Robbie, the only reason I know him is the movie where Milk. Sean Penn yeah, who, played which is, him, which is phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you watch there's it. There's also a documentary called, I believe, I Am Harvey Milk, because mm-hmm. um, he used to say, I'm Harvey Milk and I'm here to recruit you. Harvey Milk was a uh, ran for city council in San Francisco back in the 60s or 70s, I forget. Um, but he was the first openly gay politician elected to a city mm-hmm. a major city council. Mm-hmm. Um, he also stood on the street corners of the Castro district, uh, where he represented in San Francisco, which is a very gay district there, mm-hmm. stood on a literal soapbox with mm-hmm. a megaphone mm-hmm. and made the gays organize and get together to protect their interests, mm-hmm. which a lot back then was the time of Anita Bryant, like mm-hmm. saying gays were like the moral equivalent of like death and like oh, they should be put God. to death and they don't deserve anything. And you know, this is all a very pre-AIDS crisis as mm-hmm. well. And he he worked on the city council. He worked with um, uh, Diane Feinstein, who's still a senator to this day, or was recently, mm-hmm. um, from California. And they worked on legislation to to give his clean up his neighborhood and things like that. He sadly was assassinated in, oh. in his office in City Hall by another city councilman who was kicked off and ended up, the city councilman that shot him ended up getting acquitted because of what's called now the Twinkie defense, where he blamed that his he shot him because he was eating too much sugar. That's real. What? Guys, look it up. There was riots afterwards in San Francisco. And again, these are these people die and it makes people angry because they are so influential. But Harvey Milk was such a good man. He was a no like he was just a good guy and got me and really passionate. Into, passionate about what he did. And I like politics and he liked politics. And I think a lot of the reason I do get involved in politics is because of people like Harvey Milk who stood up and took the courage to say, I'm gay. And he used to tell people, come out, come out, wherever you are. He was saying, everyone needs to call their parents and come out mm-hmm. at your time. But it's very important mm-hmm. to live your true self. Right. And when it's your time and you know it's your time to come out, mm-hmm. do it. I trust me, there are more people that care about you than don't care about you in this and, world. And those that don't care about you don't deserve to be in your they life don't, anyway. Like RuPaul says, if they don't pay your bills, pay them no mind. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so Harvey Milk is my uh, gay icon. Then Autumn had the courage to ask a third part to this question, is who's your favorite glitter and gay icon? Mm. And she said, Gaga. Duh. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Gaga da for me. Yeah, Fuck. I mean, I also love Lady honestly, Gaga. like when you think of someone a glitter and gay icon, how can you not think of Lady Gaga? Like the woman is incredible. And just to give our listeners a little back history, you uh, went to college. Yes, with, I did. I knew. I, I knew think- Stephanie Germanata in college. Um, sh- we won't get into anything that happened in college, but like I did know her. Uh, we were not friends. I'm not going to put it that way. But she was doing her her like shows back then. There's actually a great video of her singing at a talent show at NYU, and she's phenomenal. Now, and she didn't win. She didn't win. She did not win. There was so. also a Facebook group that was like a Lady Gaga haters group. Like what is Stephanie wrong Germano. with people? And I wasn't in it. Just so we're all aware. Talk um, about having too much time on your hands. And, and like, you know, theater kids in college. She, she was breaking the mold. She wasn't doing traditional musical theater stuff. She was obviously already thinking a step ahead, which is, I think why I love her so much. She's always a step ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, she's reinventing it before it's time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, glitter and gay icon. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was really interesting when um, she was approached about being in the new A Star Is Born that. Um, 
oh, what's his name? The the guy? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper told her for her audition she wasn't allowed to wear any makeup. And we all know that Lady Gaga, you know, is constantly made up and extravagantly made up. And she said that that really scared her because she was really afraid to show her true self and not hide behind the makeup. But he was like, if you're going to play this, I need you to be your most authentic self Mm -hmm. and I need to see you without any of the makeup on. And she said that was a really difficult thing for her. And I thought that that was very interesting because I think a lot of people do hide behind the image that they've created for themselves so they don't have to be their real self. And I think she also then, I mean, for all of us to learn, wearing makeup doesn't mean you're always hiding. Actually, if you own it and you're like, actually, I like looking like this. Mm -hmm. I like looking pretty. Right. It doesn't mean you're always hiding behind something. And I think she thought that she was hiding behind her makeup. But in fact, it empowers her. It's her war paint. You know, she's mm-hmm. going out there and she's mm-hmm. like, this is me. You it's know? always like part of her wardrobe too, mm-hmm. which I always loved. Like I, you can tell that she has that theatrical background because from head to toe, everything was like thought of, thought out, had production value. Like even her outfits had production value. So yeah. she's just, I would love to see her in concert. I've seen Pink in concert, but I've never seen her. Yeah, when she's back, we should definitely go. Yeah. Um, and maybe do an interview with her? Yeah, I Stephanie, mean, remember me? NYU? Yeah, you, got, you guys went to school together. Yeah, yeah, you remember? were like good friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the trailblazer for Lady Gaga, and you're going to know exactly who I'm about to say. It's my number one all-time favorite female icon, mm-hmm. Cher. <laughs> Your dog's named after My her. dog's name is Cher. Um, I love Cher. I love everything. I know the whole history of Cher. Cher's amazing. I do a terrible Cher impression. You've seen her in concert. Seen her in concert in like the sixth Up row. close and personal. We, I also have like two degrees, three degrees of separation from Cher like in three different ways. Like mm-hmm. I, there's a costume designer we know who works with Cher. Mm-hmm. We know Cher's head choreographer. Yep. I also know a kid who was in the Cher show who played um, one of the characters in there and knows Cher. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so close to Cher, and yet I've yet to meet this woman. Cher, he needs to meet you, please. And all my friends who know her, if you could just, like, please, like, tell them that I want to meet Cher. Like, I-, I won't be weird, I promise. Maybe she would send you an autograph. You know, yeah. 8 by 10 Because Mark Gosler, you And know, Jake Gyllenhaal still nothing. Uh, right, so maybe Cher will yeah. come through. Maybe Cher will be You know, be I, the... I have faith in Cher, because she... I do, too. She's a powerful woman. I love the quote where her mom says, Cher, you need to marry a rich man. And she said, Mom, I am a rich man. Oh, it's so like, good. She's so <laughs> badass. And mm-hmm. has, and so many artists owe Cher, especially female artists, a debt of gratitude for not being afraid and fighting. Mm-hmm. I think Cher, Gloria Estefan, mm-hmm. there's a lot of these artists who beat out and were like, I am a businesswoman as mm-hmm. well. I can mm-hmm. control my own. You know, Madonna would be nowhere without Cher. Lady Gaga would be nowhere without Cher. And they're all great in their own right, but Cher's the only artist she's had a number one in every decade since the 1960s. And hasn't she won an Academy Award? She has an Academy Award. She has like, Grammys. She's, she also never She's literally apologizes. done it all. Also, I went to her concert a few years back. The woman still sings the entire thing live. And she still dances. She still, I mean... And she still shows her butt crack. Oh, yeah. Oh, she still wears the same outfits. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, 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 it's quite she, amazing. She made a thong in public acceptable. Yes! If I could turn back time. Do you remember that video? It was so scandalous. That's actually when I first discovered Cher. Really? I didn't know Cher until that video was playing on MTV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first of all, I was like, who is this woman? Mm-hmm. And secondly, who are these sailors? Yeah. <laughs> Fleet week. Fleet week. <laughs> Nothing I enjoy more than just a ship full of semen. Um, and I was literally like, oh my God. And then I started listening to her other stuff. I, also, me and my sister, this is so stupid. We were kids. We had to share like greatest hits on tape, I think, on cassette tape. 
one, me and my sister used to sing um, After All as a duet. But I'm pretty sure I sang the share part and she was Peter Cetera. Oh like, if I ever get married, me and my sister have to recreate that. Um, oh my God, Cher. Oh. Uh, oh my God, she's so good at making fun of herself and just being like a badass bitch. But she glitters and she's a gay icon. And I think all these, I mean, we pretty much do as all women and two guys, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to all these people, they really make us happy. So. And thank you, Autumn. What a fantastic question. Yeah. And that was... Um, Autumn, please write us more questions. If you yeah, just want to write that. all of our questions. We love that. Yeah. Um, we also uh, have our segment for this called Hot Mails. That's right. <laughs> um, we got a little mail uh, that wasn't a question, but it was a memory from a dear friend of ours named Ed. Hi, uh, Ed. Hi, Ed. Yay. So Ed was talking. He said... Um, during episode three, Robbie said he shouldn't be around children. And that is very true. Remember when you were at this event, I'm not going to say with us, there were kids with in in earshot and you were using words like gangbang. (laughs) Here's what happened. And he, he clears this out. We had been out there and, and Ed's a lovely, Ed and his husband are so sweet. And we were at this event and they got this stuffed animal unicorn and there were kids around and this unicorn was, it's pink. It's in like a rainbow. Like I'll show you the picture. I'm going to put it on. Um, yeah. It's, uh, she's cute. She's cute. She's gay. Yeah. She's so And gay. she's definitely horny with that little horn on mm-hmm. there. So I was in there and the kids were like, you should name it Marshmallow. And I looked at him and was like, that thing's so gay. You should name it Gangbang. <laughs> um, so if you wanted to know why I shouldn't be allowed around children, it's because those are the comments I make around children. <laughs> They did not hear me, I don't think. We don't think. We but can't confirm or deny. The poor kids in the car later are going, Mom, what's a gangbang? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a party. <laughs> it's like when a lot of people get together and they have drinks and they and have they, lots of fun. They have lots of fun. They you know, they they really think about things and do things. Um but I'm gonna post the picture of so he ended up naming the uh, unicorn marshmallow gangbang. <laughs> And I kind of love it. So thank you for writing in with that memory. If you have more yeah. memories of me or Amy, and we know a lot of our friends from high school mm-hmm. and college are listening to this. So if you have stories of Amy from high school, I'd love to hear them. And I would love to hear stories about Robbie from high school. And I'm sure everyone else would too. Yeah. So if you're listening and you are part of our childhood uh, or teenage years, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. And if you also have questions for Ask a Gal and a Gay, we encourage you to write in. Um Glitter be gay, glitter be gay at gmail.com or hit us up on uh, Instagram or Facebook or wherever else. Text us if you're our friend. Um, that's it. Uh, so that's our bonus episode. Anything else you'd like to say today, Amy? No, I just want everybody to have a beautiful week. Thank yeah. you so much. Enjoy your marshmallow gangbangs. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe and like and download and tell your friends. This is Amy Cannon. And this is Robbie Eicher reminding you to glitter and be gay. gay.